This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and with you on a Thursday NFL draft is tonight. 20 minutes are our lightning bets, our favorite place for tonight. NFL draft heavy, some Major League Baseball, and of course the NBA with three game sixes tonight. Right now, though, we're joined though by Connor Allen, director of betting four for four football, and his podcast at Move the Line NFL. He's joining us on the Roman guest like Connor. Happy to have you here. Excited to talk about this draft, uh, which is just hours away now. And, uh, and we're trying to parse the top of this draft and how this thing starts. It feels like now the overwhelming favorite is is Walker, Trayvon Walker at number one. Would you imagine it's Thibodeau at two or Aiden Hutchinson at two? Yeah, that seems to be where the draft starts now at this point. So for me, I think it's Thibodeau. Uh, I mean, based on kind of what we've seen over the past, like 24 hours and the last couple of weeks. So we know that a really sharp syndicate group got down on Thibodeau to go number two about two weeks ago, but didn't take any uh, Hutchinson number one action, which in my mind speaks to no matter what, they're going Thibodeau. And then we kind of uh, read through some of the older tea leaves. Josina Anderson tweeted out that um, if the draft was in December, Thibodeau would easily be the Lions number one player. Um, you know, a lot of the reports around Thibodeau's meetings with the Lions being bad, you know, he came out and said, like, I thought they were awesome. You know, like it was, it went like better than it could have possibly imagined. Uh, I think a lot of that smoke, I think that Thibodeau is probably the pick here. Again, I think it's probably close to 50, 50, a guy like Aiden Hutchinson is, I mean, a massive win for them. Like he's a great player. He's, you know, local guy would be, I think, big hit with the media, big hit with the fans. Um, at the same time, though, I think Thibodeau has more upside. He, you know, has been highly regarded as the number one pick for a couple of years now, um, and at least in, in standing. So I think that they go Thibodeau, but again, I think it's pretty close to 50-50 at this point. Connor, I'm pretty annoyed because uh, I, I don't see any combinations at some of these sports books for the top three exact order that starts with Walker and Thibodeau. And, uh, you know, okay, here, get the any other exact order at plus 225, not all that appealing. But what are you thinking at three, assuming Walker, Thibodeau? Yeah, I think that, that Houston would run up the card uh, to take Hutchinson, uh, if that's the case, just because, you know, we have Nick Casario, a guy who uh, comes from comes from Bill Belichick's system. I think that they're going to kind of play it safe, you know, especially in, in one of his early drafts in his career, like just kind of play it safe. Pick a guy like Hutchinson. I mean, again, like I'm still surprised that he would fall that far. But at the same time, I think that he would be their guy. If they don't go that way, I know that there's been a lot of Derek Stingley buzz. Personally, I'm not buying it. I heard from, you know, some people close to the organization that it's not, uh, that it's mostly BS, you know. Um, but at the same time, there are plenty of reputable people who think that it's legit. So personally, I think, though, if the draft goes in this order, there should be no way that they take Stingley over Hutchinson. Um, so yeah, that would be how I would start it. Some sportsbooks are um, offering that exact. I got down on on that at like eighteen to one, twenty to one. Um, you know, a couple of days ago, before while uh, Hutchinson was still the favorite to be the number one overall pick, because I mean these odds have shifted massively in the past like couple of days here. If you had to pick, 
do you think could drop a little bit out of all these, you know, top guys that we've been talking about for weeks now? This is tough. I think one of these tackles could fall a, a decent amount. I know that there were some potential red flags on Evan Neal's medicals and that, um, you know, Ikemekwanu probably won't fall that far. I mean, maybe to four or five would be the, the furthest that he'd fall. But, you know, a guy like Charles Cross has gotten top six, top seven buzz. But at the same time, I think that some of those teams can go different directions. The Panthers are a key team in trying to trade out. Uh, and the plenty of teams are trying to trade up now. We've heard, you know, buzz from the Eagles, buzz from the Texans, potentially to come up from 13 into six. The Chiefs, even, I heard, are putting together a package to try and move up into the first round. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of buzz now at this point with the draft just hours away. But I think that one of those tackles could fall. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not really sure which one. And we've kind of heard multiple teams liking all the tackles at one point or another. Uh, so, for me, that's a little bit difficult to parse through something I stayed away from. But I do think that their floors are a little bit lower than what's uh, being offered in the market. Connor, I'm fascinated with the wide receiver. Receivers here, uh, and and how they're going to go, the order they're going to go, how many are going to go. I, I, the prop is up to six and a half. Give me your thoughts on on the wide receivers here, the number, and who do you think will be the first one off the board in this group? Man, I got down on over five and a half, and now it's six and a half is totally right because you're looking at some combination of Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, um, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson. Um, Drake London, and then probably Jahan Dotson is my sixth receiver that sneaks in. Now, that being said, I think that there's, at the end of this draft, I think all those guys could go probably like top 22, top 23. At the end of this draft, though, there's, you know, the Packers picked twice, who just got rid of Devontae Adams. The Chiefs picked twice, who just got rid of Ty- Tyreek Hill. Uh, and then there's a couple other wide receiver needy teams at the bottom of that draft. So I think that another wide receiver could go, a guy like George Pickens. I know that there's been some character issues uh, in the past couple of days that have kind of been aired out publicly. Uh, a guy like Sky Moore could potentially sneak in. So I think one of those guys could also sneak in. Six and a half, I'm staying away because I think that it's a little bit tough to see which one of those players is like a true first-round talent, whereas a guy like Jahan Dotson, I'd probably rather just take an under on him at like or a for, to, for him to be a first-round player with some juice than take the over on six and a half wide receivers. It's hard to get one right. But for to win one wager to get two or three right, that's uh, even much more challenging. But uh, Connor, I'm taking a look at some of these sites, and they're offering. Okay, you got the Giants, and you just got the Carolina pick in between. With the Giants at five and seven, can you predict what they're going to do? I see Gardner and Cross at plus seven hundred. A- am I crazy for thinking there's some value there? No, I actually took something similar as well. I think that if Sauce Gardner is there, which I think he will, based on how the board plays out. Um, I think that they sprint to the podium. He's a perfect fit for their defense, uh, you know, and he's just like, I think one of the best players in the draft overall. And then, as you mentioned, they are very likely to address the offensive line with their seventh pick or fifth pick, potentially, depending on how the board shakes up. But I do think that, yeah, like a sauce uh, combination with either Cross or, or Neil, potentially, uh, who could mm-hmm. fall because the medical flag. And I think that that's very much in play, depending on the odds you're getting. What about any quarterback play? Is there anything that you like that you've already bet or that's still available? Yeah, so I, these quarterbacks are just really tough for me to, to fit into my mock drafts this year. Um, you know, both of their over-unders, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett particularly, opened up at like nine and a half. Um, Malik Willis is over-under now sitting at 13 and a half, 12 and a half in most spots. And then Kenny Pickett has gotten all the way up to 15, 16 and a half in some spots. I still like, you know, pick it at 15 and a half over. I think that there's just not really many landing spots before the Saints where you could go barring a trade up. And then, I mean, most people at that range are likely to take a stab on Malik Willis, in my opinion, um, because he has 
more upside, more tools, more raw talent versus a guy like Kenny Pickett, who sure he's more pro ready, but how much upside does he have? And, you know, that's the narrative that's been going around. I think it's pretty true when looking at their skill sets. So yeah, I would consider some Kenny Pickett overs. There's also some books are offering like head to heads with Kenny Pickett versus Jordan Davis. Uh, most like Canby shops are offering that. So I took a pretty good chunk of Jordan Davis to go before Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think that was a plus money. I think anything at like up to minus 120 is a good play as well. Let's talk about Davis. His draft spot seems to be somewhere in the middle of that first round. Uh, Baltimore, Philadelphia. He's a polarizing player. Some wonder his conditioning. Can he be you know, a three-down player in the NFL? I, I love the player. I think he's going to be a dominant NFL player. Where, where do you think he falls in, uh, You know, his prop right in the middle of that first round? Yeah, I mean, we see his prop balloon all the way up to 15 and a half in some spots. And now we're looking at it kind of getting bought back down to like 13 and a half, 14 and a half, and others. A lot of that has to do with, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who came from the Ravens organization at, at one point, uh, you know, saying that like they would absolutely love a guy like him if he fell there and that there would be like no hesitations and he's a, basically a perfect fit. So you're looking at, you know, that kind of being his floor at 14, and that's kind of how he viewed it, as well as some plenty of other smart people. So I think that that's. That's where I would look at it. So if you can get it a 14 and a half, I like the under there. Uh, but I think either your concerns are valid. I think it's just about, um, you know, the Ravens seem to really like a player like him and he would be a perfect fit. So I, I'd probably lean under on the 14 and a half. Connor, I'm sure there are some betters taking a look at these numbers and they're hearing us talk about value or, or a good look here. At, but then they say, oh, it's minus 200, minus 350. Are they crazy? What a, you're, you're not going to win money doing that long term. Um, if you're giving advice for the future, for people that want to get involved in the draft next year and get in earlier because everybody's repeating it. Well, a lot of value has gone. A lot of value has gone on draft day. Uh, wh when should you start betting? When should you start taking a look at this seriously? And, and how do you realize that there is value somewhere and just knowing when the time is right to strike? Yeah, I mean, I started the process pretty early. Uh, I mean, as soon as the props come out, I think that's kind of the time to start. And you're able to get just like massive, massive closing line value. And a lot of that is really just kind of spending the time reading sharp mock drafts, kind of reading um, the athletic, local beat reporters, stuff like that, kind of see where the drum beat is headed. So, you know, a perfect example, I think, is a guy like Jameson Williams, who, uh, you know, whatever, a month ago, we heard, oh, he's well ahead of schedule. And then you kind of look at their their bodies of work and their profiles, like Jameson Williams would have been uh, the pretty clear wide receiver one in this class, barring his ACL tear, you know, late in the season. But if he's had a schedule, you know, some teams are really not as worried about that anymore. So at that time, I mean, he was over under was 16 and a half, and he was 15 to one to go in the top 10. Now he's minus 125 to go in the top 10. Um, and so I, luckily I got a chunk of action on that. Uh, and that's one of my heavier positions, but it's things like that, that I think if you start early, kind of look into a little bit of what guys like Daniel Jeremiah, Lance Zierlein, Peter Schrager are talking about, and then as well as some local beat writers kind of get a feel for that. Uh, you're able to, I mean, just capitalize on massive values here. I will say though, that if you feel really good on a position, I don't mind laying the juice. Um, you know, I think in this spot, like this is the only event where there's no there's no game to be played you know it's just an information market so at the end of the day you know so I, an example here Aiden Hutchinson over minus one and a half is still like minus 250 minus 300 in some spots um I mean it's a massive amount of juice delay but at the same time I would say it's like 99.9 percent .9 that Aiden Hutchinson is not going number one overall so uh you know I at that point if you have the liquidity just you know lay the juice and take the free money so I think that there's like those types of examples that are still very much in play well, can you give us another one uh, where there is some juice, but you you know you feeling pretty confident about it that's still out there? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think there's some like Derek Stingley under nine and a half. Um, you know, I, I've been told like by multiple people that, you know, Seattle is like his absolute floor. Um, and so, you know, you're able to look at, so I mean, that's like minus 200, but at the same time, he has an out to potentially three at the Texans potentially seven to the Giants, potentially six to the Panthers if they trade out and someone wants to come up and get him. And then as a backstop, nine to Seattle. I mean, the only thing they could possibly throw a wrench in that is if somehow both Thibodeau and Stingley are there at nine. Uh, I mean, I think that at, at that point, though, like Stingley is 100% Seattle's guy. That's basically what I've heard. So, like, obviously a lot of that comes with trust in who you're hearing that kind of stuff from. But at the same time, like, I fully trust that. And I laid, you know, whatever, minus 200, minus 220 on those nine and a half when available. Connor, what, what do you think Kyle Hamilton's floor is? He's an interesting player, um, really productive early on in this process. We saw him as high as two in mock drafts to the Lions, and now, you know, right outside the top ten, maybe further down the board. Uh, that that slow forty time at his pro day didn't help. What, what do you think about Kyle Hamilton and where he might land? Oh man, yeah, I mean, he opened up at five and a half is over under. I got down a little bit on six and a half and eight and a half. Um, now I think he's kind of in the low teens, low to mid teens. Um, it's tough to really project the floor because I kind of thought it was Washington originally. I think that he would be a great fit for them. But now, kind of as I dive in deeper, I've heard that they really, really liked both Olave and Drake London. And, you know, would basically, like, that's probably going to be their pick. So I think that almost at this point, we're kind of, like, searching for a spot to put him in that makes sense rather than hearing anything like, oh, this team loves Kyle Hamilton. And we really haven't heard that from from anyone. I mean, I think that there's a chance that he falls into the mid to late teens. Um and that wouldn't really surprise me. So, again, I, I probably wouldn't bet his 12 and a half on the over uh, or, or anything like that. But at the same time, I think that, you know, you can get like a 10 and a half or a nine and a half. I'd still would lay, again, whatever juice it is, because I don't think he's going top 10. I think there's like almost no shot of him going top 10, even though he is a pretty good prospect in terms of the film. His pro day and, you know, interview process apparently went pretty poorly. So I think that he's any positive value position at safety. So I think he's like a mid to late round, uh, you know, first round pick guy. Uh, can you describe the scene in Vegas since you're out there? You're a Chicago guy, but you're out there for the draft. Uh, yesterday afternoon, they took down the props. That's the Nevada Gaming Commission uh, rule that they made up, that these props have to come off the board since a lot of it's information-based 24 hours beforehand. Uh, but what's the vibe in the city? Yeah, I mean, it's it's electric. It's awesome. There's so many people here. I mean, everyone wants to talk about the draft. Like Basically, everyone is here is here for the draft. Um, you know, you just meet so many random people who are just so interested and love football. And I mean, it's awesome, awesome atmosphere. I guess it is definitely disappointing that they pulled the draft props out, but you know, it, it makes sense because you have some people really just absolutely demolishing some of these sports books. We're able to do that, you know, more than 24 hours out. I can't imagine the day of, um, and you know, I mean, we just had to adjust accordingly, you know, before I left, took advantage of that and, you know, make some, make some phone calls back home if anything comes up. <laughs> Really quick, less than a minute. Any uh, favorite uh, draft moment that uh, comes to your mind? <laughs> uh, 
favorite draft moment. Yeah, I mean, last year when the 49ers took Trey Lance was pretty awesome. Um, I don't really care about the 49ers, but, you know, everyone said Mac Jones for like months. And, you know, even guys like Schefter were saying it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones. And then, you know, I would, I didn't believe him. I it was just, you know, I couldn't believe that they would trade up for a guy like Mac Jones and was being, being able to kind of take advantage of that in the betting market, play some trifectas and exactas. And it was, uh, it was an awesome moment. It, it, it made me feel very good. So yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. Great stuff. Connor Allen, director of betting for, at four for four football. Appreciate you hopping on the Roman guest line on the other side, our lightning bets, how we're playing the NFL draft, NBA, baseball, home run props all next on Beck you all daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from 